Hello and welcome to the Redefining Success podcast. I am your host Ruta and in this episode I interview Iza Sia Login, a Slovenian tech leader, philanthropist and a mother who co-founded and sold the company for $1 billion within just seven years without any backup of investors based on manifestation principles, spirituality, fearless entrepreneurial mindset, and passionate dedication. Throughout this conversation, we break down the formula to succeed in life with passion and fulfillment, staying authentic to one's true self. Enjoy listening. This is actually the uh, not the easiest way to do it, you know, to introduce myself. So I'm Isa Sialogin. Uh, at, I'm a co-founder of a Login5 Foundation uh, that, uh, which has a purpose, pure air, pure water, pure consciousness. And we do the projects that are connected to, let's say, um, saving the human race, not the earth, because earth, earth will survive anyway with uh, a human, human race on it or not so it's on us to to maintain the environment when we can live uh, but on the other side when there is also pure consciousness in my opinion if the consciousness would be high enough there would be actually no problems no no real challenges for for human race no hang no hungry no wars no um Competition, let's say, in my opinion, competition, though they say in, 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 um, in the current environment you live that competition is healthy, in my opinion, it's not healthy. We can always co-create together. So I'm the co-founder of the Login 5 Foundation. Uh, I'm also a CF, CEO of Rimina company that um, runs uh, Rimina Academy. A conscious Leadership Academy for for leaders that uh, would like to change the world or would like to be the role models for their people to be, let's say, the um, the real the real human the with the be a human value, you know. Um, then on our foundations, we also run a few other projects. One of them is an agricultural project when we would like to establish proven practices for sustainable farming for uh, on a big scale. Because today, the majority of uh, organic farmers are so-called small farmers or mid-sized farmers because there are no, no models, no uh, technology to do it on a larger, larger scale. And there I'm responsible for the culture. And of course, as you say, for manifestation, because manifestation is my topic. Uh, actually, the main, the, 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 the one that I really stand behind. Uh, and uh, of course, connected to this agriculture, agricultural projects, it's also food development projects when um, on one side we have a laboratory, high, sophist high sophisticated tech laboratory for brain research, because we would like to understand why do people like to eat what we eat, and then to develop the food that would bring the highest pleasures so that we don't need 
to change the habits, because people will, will have to change the habits, eating habits, but that there will be food that will be simply the best and better than, uh, let's say, unsustainable food that we mainly eat today. Yeah. I'm also mother of two uh, grown-up boys, so already men. I'm also already a grandmother. Congratulations. Uh, what else can I say? I have also so many hobbies and so many things that interest me that I don't have enough time. So I have to manifest time as well, more time to be more efficient that I can have time also for singing, for painting, for sports activities. I like reading. So many things. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this beautiful introduction. So you seem to be a very, very, very busy woman. Your your feet are all over the place, like you are just literally juggling a gazillion of balls at the same time. So how do you actually manage to, to manage all of these things? Not only business-related, not only foundation-related, not only family-related, but also giving yourself the time to enjoy life and like you said to to do some activity for yourself be it painting be it singing be it exercising yoga meditation whatever it is so how do you juggle all of that it is a challenge uh, many times but uh, i understand that if i want to be effective on my let's say business roles i have to spend time also on on activities that actually empower me, that gives me, give me power, that I can then really work. But on the other side, I, at least my motto is that I only do what I really enjoy. So also, let's say when I work, that I can work in joy. It's again a, again a challenge sometimes, because sometimes there are things that have to be done and I have to do them. But I know it's just a bit of my time and then I can enjoy it again. Right, this is a massive synchronicity because right before I jumped on a call with you, I made a video exactly about that, that we need to bring joy into everything we do and we need to do what we want and what brings joy to us. So is that the philosophy that you live with every day? Yes, and I stand behind that this is the formula to be a successful, to be successful. Powerful. And how is that, in your opinion, influence the manifestation and capacity and ability to actually manifest what it is that we desire? Yeah, there are many factors, but let's say it start with, let's start with the joy continue the, 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 to, to the previous uh, question. Uh, joy, the emotional state of joy is very high on the emotional scale. And let's say uh, it's just above the love. And we are able to manifest successfully when we are higher from love. So love is the, the lowest emotional state when we can be very successful while manifesting. If we suffer, if we are angry, if we are um, dissatisfied or, um, mm, let's say, stressed, 
it's very hard to manifest because we we focus too much of our energy to to that to that emotional state that's actually just draining our energy so that's why it's so important to be in this high level state or emotional states when the manifestation is then instant you know you just think and it's there you don't need to 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 write it down to meditate to search for the limiting beliefs because you can feel it and you are there and then the passion is so important when manifest manifesting it's not that much of, of course i always say that precisely defined conceivable goal this is the first step but if you have passion this is like the fuel the fuel to the rocket you know you're already there uh and then yeah as i said so let's say joy passion now we start from 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 the uh, behind uh and uh of course then limiting beliefs that we have so if my limiting belief is that i'm not successful i can't be successful though i can put it down like 100 times and manifest it but successful is not the right objective let's say my business objective can be i run three workshop this month this month but if i have a subconscious limiting belief that i'm not successful and that i'm not good at uh, let's say presenting and teaching there will not no one will apply to my workshop so these these are some these are actually the most challenging issues while manifesting because they are hidden in my subconscious into my subconscious i usually don't have a direct a direct access to uh and then let's see the first step i already mentioned like clearly measurably defined conceivable objectives mm. and it's so easy you know okay there is a technique we put it down in a present sense tense then we go to the manifestation we check our feelings we check if there are any blockages to that manifestation but these are just you know small things when we when we do it like then like more let's say with with the higher probability to be to be manifested grounded but let's say if we know what we have passion and we are in joy it's there usually you just think and it's here right so what you mentioned really hit um the chord for me that limiting beliefs are oftentimes there but at the same time if we focus on joy and peace of mind and just really elevating our state of being and we live in that state of being more than not then limiting beliefs they kind of dissolve on their own yeah. and i feel like in the personal development industry overall and people who work on themselves there's some kind of a perpetuation of healing and there's this this um some kind of um broken loop where people keep on reading self books watching youtube videos constantly working on themselves working with therapists or coaches and it's a never ending story and the way i see it is that if we will look into what's wrong with us if we are going to look into what limiting beliefs we have we will never run out of it we will never 
be able to, to actually not find something to work on. And that's why once we elevate ourselves and start focusing our attention more to something positive, to what we can do, to how uh, great we are in certain areas of life, in certain skills and talents and so on, then automatically there's also more of the goodness happening, right? So how do you see that when it comes to really um, continuously working on, on yourself and on and on and on and on and kind of on a uh, broken record? I can say that I completely agree with you. But we have to be sincere to ourselves. So I can say, oh, I'm in joy and I am in joy. I can pretend that I'm in joy. I can lie to myself, but my inner self will not believe it because there, there might be a feeling of sadness. There might be a feeling of anger. There might be a feeling of, of being hurt. And if there is that feeling, this is the time when we should heal it. You know, because these um, beliefs or, let's say, um, traumas, if we say this is my flux, you know, and the energy can, can, can go through it and to manifest, I need energy. As wider my flux is, the sooner it will be here, grounded. But if there is a trauma, it's like a stone in my flux. And the energy then, this is then my fl real flux, you know. So I always say, if you really feel joyful, you're in joy, in love, in compassion, create, manifest, enjoy the life. When you feel something, do the healing. You can still say, oh, I'm not, I will just do it. But then my, your flux might be just like this. And this is then the, the energy that, that you get. And usually it's, you say it's never ending story. It's true. But it's not a never-ending story that your flux is from this size, it's shrinking to this size. When you do the healing, it's a bit bigger, it's a bit bigger, it's a bit bigger. And you don't feel it all the time because for your current manifestation, maybe this kind of flux is more than enough. That's why you can create in joy. But usually people then want to create more. And it doesn't mean just material stuff, you know. It can be better relationships, better co-creation, I don't know, better, let's say, when, when, when you meditate, you, you would like to be more connected, you can be, you would like to be more intuitive, and then there, these limiting beliefs pop out. And when they do, you can't be in joy, because it bothers you. And this is the time for healing. Exactly, exactly. I totally 100% agree with you because the thing is that a lot of people also bypass the, the healing bit. So, so even though it's, it's not a good idea to continuously look for healing, and I, I, probably that's exactly actually the distinction where people are actively looking for what to heal rather than, okay, something is coming up, something is showing up and I don't know what it is. So I will investigate and I will look into it and I will love myself and I will accept what is going on. And then I will get out of it stronger, more aware, with more clarity, and that will help the manifestation to, to come along as well, right? Yes, and actually the effective healing is possible only when you feel it. When you just look, oh, I have to heal something and I don't know why, 
it usually doesn't work. It's not that effective. You can do something, but just a little bit. When you feel it, when it hurts, this is the right moment to do it. And you said it's never-ending story, but the the let's say the traumas or limiting beliefs are smaller and smaller all the time, you know. And also that your consciousness is higher, and you can just observe yourself like this is me and this is my consciousness looking at me. Oh, there is something wrong with you. What you know? What's wrong? Oh. What is it? What is it? What you know? Working uh, like personal growth is important, but not just personal growth. You know, right? For, exactly. People should focus to to creation to be because we are creative beings, and we are so happy when we create something, when 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 we see something that's our creation, and mm. this is what we should focus to, and then. When it's something there to, let's say, to cleanly do it like as fast as possible. Right. So I'm I'm very happy that you are mentioning that how important it is to co-create because I feel like a lot of people are um, making all about themselves and you know, like taking, 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 and it's all about me and I I need to earn a living or to 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 attract love or whatever it is that she that they desire it's it's rather about them and that's and that's when those limiting beliefs and, and negative energies also st somehow start growing and what i have learned over the years of, of also working with clients and so on what i realized is that the more people focus outside of themselves and the more they focus on serving people or contributing to a better world the better they feel about themselves and the more they believe in themselves and the more they trust the process and the more they enjoy the process as well and that's when the manifestations actually occur so um when it comes to serving and contribution as you are doing a huge, very important job, everything that you mentioned when it comes to sustainability and, and, and your um, conscious work and, and conscious leadership and all of these things, um, what would you suggest people who are somewhat concerned about themselves and perhaps don't believe that they can contribute to a better world or that they can serve other people in a valuable way? I would say they should find their personal purpose or personal life mission. And it's never about, uh, I don't know, let's say money or physical stuff or changing people or showing or teaching. It's just about the state they would like to live in, the world they would like to live in. And when, when you find your purpose your personal purpose and it's the same for organizations it's like you know you usually get good goosebumps you feel it so strongly and it's an enormous source of passion of creative energy and when you feel it and when you can start creating this way then you come to the to what you just said that more you do to others more you serve the better you feel, and actually you have everything you need. If it's about my personal needs and my my belongings and what everything I need to have for myself, it's not, it, it 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 can't be like an 
an inspiring uh, situation. Usually it's about inner pain that wants to have it because maybe I think, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy, but yeah. I, I, I won't be happy, you know? So, so that's why, but this purpose is so important. And people, some people know their, their, their personal purpose, but they don't, um, they're not courageous enough to go and to start working there. You know, sometimes people say, yes, you can do whatever you want because you have everything, you have enough money and so on. But I always did like that, you know. Also, when, when I finished high school and I didn't have anything and I started having my family and we didn't have even enough money to, to a, okay, it was a decent life, but still, you know, we had a small car and uh, our wardrobes were some, some, some time also like just boxes on the floor, paper boxes, you know, because you don't, but I only did what I really loved to do. But I was like, okay, let's jump, let's do it. But if there is a passion behind, you have to succeed. There is no other option. If there is real passion, it's not, if there is not a pain, oh, I have to do it. I need this. I have to struggle. No, no chance. But if it's yes, let's do it like this, you can do whatever you want. I read a story of an, a lady in Australia. Australia, she decided to to uh, to to start producing, you know, tattoos for kids. You know those tattoos that that you can wash out then in a few days. Mm-hmm. And she was so passionate about. She was like she she became rich. She became so successful from tattoos. Yes, because it was her passion. Her passion was to make kids happy. Amazing. What a beautiful story. So two things seem to be the cornerstones of manifesting the amazing life that everyone desires. And that is person's purpose, like you said, and taking action. So when it comes to purpose, what it reminded me uh, was that we as adults somehow stopped dreaming big. We somehow pinched this, this childish playfulness that we have had in our childhood to create things, to play with clay, to to do things, to go play with other kids, whatever was making us happy. And as adults, for some reason, we just pinched it off and we were like, oh, we need to be serious now and, and we are not allowed to dream big and it's not allowed and it's not realistic and all of these limiting beliefs about what is realistic, what is possible. And there's this beautiful quote, we 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 believe something is uh impossible until it's done and so that's exactly the thing we need to continuously uh feed that purpose and feed that dream with action and i think a lot of people think but ah oh, but th- this is way too big to, of a dream and and it's too large of a gap but no actually if you just take baby steps if you you, would, you yes. just do something little every single day, incremental improvements, you will actually create the 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 environment even to get that engine going, and you will see that faster than than you imagined. You will start seeing results. I totally agree. 
so the steps should be conceivable. If for me, like a huge step is conceivable, I can do it. Okay, I'll have to have enough energy to do it. But I, everyone can do it also in smaller steps. Also me, if I decide so. And then to celebrate the achievement that I came there because when I was thinking about it, this was something to me. This is the same, you know, when people do uh, yearly manifestations in December and then we, then we jump into a new year with the manifestation in the pocket, you know. And usually these manifestations are so like far-stretched, you know. So if I do it in the next year, I'm the one. And then it's June and you read your manifestation and you see that almost everything is already, already achieved. And then it's, oh my God. What now? Okay, manifest again until for the second half of the year. But actually, first celebrate because you did it in the half of the time. The celebration is too many times forgotten, too often forgotten. We don't celebrate celebrate our wins, our achievements because well, I just did it. It was easy. Of course, it was easy. If I was in the right mood, if I did it with the right energy, with the right passion, it was easy. But celebrate. Yeah, and this perfectly relates back to what you said also, how a lot of people could say, oh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you have achieved everything and now you have everything. But then you shared your story that actually it wasn't always the case. And, and you, you had your own fair share of, of difficulties in life in, in your early stage, right? And, and you, you had boxes filled with stuff and, and a cheap little car and, you know, kids to take care of and all of these things. So that's, that's the thing that we also forget so easily to be grateful for what we have achieved and every day to be looking at our environment and be like, oh my God, if, if I would have imagined that I would live this way today, I couldn't believe it. Like years ago, I couldn't believe it. But the thing is that we just always chase something in the future. It's kind of chasing these rabbits and it's again, a, a never ending story. If you will continue yes chasing something you will never be happy and you will never feel grateful and you will never feel fulfilled and you will never really feel like even your relationships are satisfying to you or your business is thriving enough or that you have enough goodness in your life and, and your well-being and coming to manifestation that's kind of blocking the goodness too so manifestations don't really come from this need from the neediness from lack from scarcity but it comes from abundance and when you feel prosperous when you feel good in yourself when you're grateful for what you have what you have created and who you are mm -hmm. yes yes i agree one little trick that uh can help or a, a, let's say a, a small tool that can help is to build oasis of joy because you said before, we just work hard and have to work and don't have time to, to, uh, to be like with our inner child. So to build oasis of joy, let's say three to four times a day for 10 to 15 minutes. Just stop and say, now it's my, my 10 minutes to do something that I really like and puts me in joy. And um, let's say I sing or I go out into my fairy garden I have uh, around the house and 
this puts me also in this state of gratefulness, you know, because I can do it. Then I'm back to work. I can work hard. I can again have like really, you know, mind-blowing issues to solve. But 10 minutes ago, I was like a kid, you know. I love that. This is such a great advice. And that's actually exactly what I did while I was cooking lunch for myself today. <laughs> I was literally putting on some music and dancing all over the kitchen. And that was exactly what pumped me up with positive energy and just wanting to, to create something new, to take some action, to reach out to someone, to, to just really enjoy the, the life. And that's really a brilliant brilliant example of how easy it is to switch and it also reminds me of this uh, um, statement that people use work hard play hard and i think a lot of people misunderstand that because they think that okay you have to really suffer when you work and then when you play hard that means getting drunk and just i don't know watching tv or just whatever you know these kind of things I'm like, no, it actually means enjoying life, enjoying what it is that you do, pouring your energy into your work because it's purposeful, because it's serving, because you love doing it, because you're passionate, like you said. And whenever you're off time, like you are not working, then you're also doing your best to rejuvenate, to, to love yourself, to do something good for yourself and for, for your loved ones and just really play hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, when it comes to your own journey, let's let's go back a little bit uh, to talk about your own journey. So, um, as an incredibly successful tech leader, philanthropist, happy wife, a mother of two, as well as I'm sure there is a lot that we don't know about you, but you already mentioned some amazing things and like singing and painting and all of these things. Um, what does success mean to you when it comes to really just, you already mentioned a little bit snippets here and there that it's not really um, a financial success to aim for, but what is it that people should focus on first and foremost? I would say that, let's say, when you set yourself a goal that you would like to achieve, and when you do achieve it, it's a success. And we are not the same, especially, let's say, in business, because usually we say, oh, you're a successful businessman. I would say it, it would be better to assess, like, holistically, you know, a success, successful person. So also the personal life would need to come in. But let's say in business, it's easier to, to, to define the goals. So if you define yourself a goal and you achieve it, you are successful. Even though if it's a small step, like we discussed before, it's not just about the, the millions and billions we achieve. And people say, oh, you are a successful, you are a successful uh, businesswoman. I said, my sister is also a successful businesswoman. She's a very successful teacher. She will, never, she will never earn as much as, let's say, I did. But she's very successful because she, she gets the most problematic kids in her class every year because she's so successful. And she always managed that they, are, that they, that they somehow cope with, with, the, with the content they shoot. 
in that uh, school year. And let's say there is a doctor, a physician, it's very successful. It's not about the money. It's about the, the goals, it's about the knowledge, it's about the expertise. And uh, I think it's about, uh, again, the, uh, the media, you know, how they somehow um, set certain standards. But from my point of view, it's not ethical. Because you know? then too many people feel too bad. Mm -hmm about themselves right so if we had to redefine success from what most of the society understands as success it seems like it boils down to again kind of reaching your your uh purpose and setting setting that purpose in front of your eyes and baby steps actually reaching reaching baby goals over and over and over again and along the way becoming a better version of yourself and that is already success yes yes i agree i would just like to add that let's say this personal purpose we discussed before usually it's not like like set and this is it usually it develops like a like a flower you know the closer you are the the bigger you see it and the the, the better you feel it so it's it's not like that oh this is my purpose and i achieved it it's not there. When you're closer, you see it's more, it's more, it's more, you know, and it's then the life purpose. Actually, it never ends. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's you it. achieved it and now I'm done. I can go to the beach and enjoy my life. Right, right. So as your company that you founded together with your husband, Samo, uh, which was sold for $1 billion without any investors backing you up, um, this might seem like a crazy achievement to, to a lot of people and like the ultimate success that some people would say, oh, I, I, I want something like that, but I can never reach that. Um, to kind of analyze that journey that you have been through, how has this experience shaped you as a person and how, if at all, it changed your life? Um, hmm. My friends and people that know me good, they say I actually haven't changed before. So I'm the same. Because it was our goal, we just achieved it. We also proved that manifestation works. I had some other smaller projects before that uh, that I call them like a school uh, school uh, school proofs like the, the 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 lessons that were like proving that it really works if you do it the right way. Um, okay, we moved to Cyprus uh, from Slovenia, so it's like four hours of flying. This was a huge change, but I'm so happy here because it's I I live close to the sea. I live close to the Aphrodite's rock and so on. So this is this this was a change, let's say for better though. I really love Slovenia a lot. It's still my my homeland, you know. I was born there. So from this side, I wouldn't say I changed a lot. Of course, I learned a lot. I got 
like huge experience how to build a team, how to build a business, because it was actually the first time we built such big, such huge business. Um, I my, my feeling that I'm not just like an, a citizen of one country, but that I'm a citizen of the world uh, confirmed this feeling. So I for me the the borders were never the the obstacle or the challenge that I sh I can only work in a certain area, but it's the whole world. Um, so this was from my personal. Then the second one you said, how the, the second part of the question. How did it change your life? So you kind of covered it as well. So how did it change your life and how did it change you as a person? Yeah, so. yeah I changed, but uh, not drastically because of the money, because money is money itself is just paper a banknote or a number on a bank account and tomorrow it can be gone and right. i cannot change back to the old isa you know so i'm here and it's not about now like having a really good life okay i can afford whatever i want but i don't buy anything i buy i buy things that really mean a lot to me um and I still work hard, if I can say hard, yeah, but we discussed in the beginning like 10, 12 hours a day on the philanthropic projects that actually don't bring money, but I still enjoy and I think all the time about the impact we need to do and I would like to do. Right. And, you know, it seems like there's this misconception around, oh, when, when I will have a certain amount of money, then I will not be afraid anymore. When I will have a certain amount of money, I will feel safe. It never really happens, does it? No, no, it's the inner feeling and it's not about the money. It's the inner feeling and again, about, about subconscious, limiting subconscious beliefs. It's about the traumas from the childhood. And uh, maybe it's just easy because you don't need to think Oh, am I going to have enough money tomorrow to buy a breakfast? This is the actually the only change, you know. A friend asked me once, so what's the feeling when you can go to the shop and buy everything? And I said, so, okay, imagine that she wanted to have a Prada purse, you know. And I said, okay, you have the money and you can go to the shop. How do you feel? She said, and that's it? And I said, yes, that's it for me, you know. If there if people have limiting beliefs that they, they are not accepted or that they are not loved, they can somehow try to cover this um, um, pain that, oh, now I have the money and I'm like so important. But in the, on the inside, some people that have maybe $100 can feel better. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, I want to uh, return back to what you said about um, you proved it that manifestation works. Building a billion dollar company within just seven years proved that manifestation works because you were applying all these principles that you knew as a and a as a master manifester. And that reminded me of a book that I was reading quite recently of Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. And Michael Singer, also back in the 90s, I, I believe, he also just 
because he was surrendering surrendering to the force of life to the signs that were kind of coming his way and he didn't resist whatever was presented to him that's how he also built a billion uh, dollar business in tech as well so that that was kind of like a funny parallel because um he was literally surrendering to whatever was happening externally and then internally he was releasing all the resistance and he was like well okay if this is what i'm called to do i'm going to do it so coming to your journey does that resonate in any way did you also go with this kind of going with the flow and surrendering to the to, to the flow of life how did you approach that yeah i can agree actually all techniques of manifestation we can find uh, and they all say oh this one really works they actually are all the same because let's say when when let's say when uh or when someone gets the feeling how is it to manifest because it's about the feeling it's not that about that much the technique and you want to articulate it it's a just one way of articulation and the other person do it articulates it differently and differently and but this is always the same technique you know it's just different articulation maybe deep different perception or different approach he took but bottom line it's the same yes you have to surrender and let's say if there is a fail you have to take it as a lesson because somewhere along the way you will need this lesson and you, if you take it like this it's first easier to to cope in that painful moment of failure and uh, then to be grateful when you see that without that lesson this failure would be like a failure with a uh, big f you know? exactly exactly so throughout your own journey i'm sure there were bumps as well there were failures there were situations when you were like oh my goodness what do, what do i do with this as well as probably you also had some fears and doubts and insecurities and some kind of you know internal stuff coming up that that you needed to deal with so how did you personally deal with those setbacks and 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 beliefs that were coming up and 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 feelings of doubt and feelings of fear or anything like that i can't say that i was afraid that i feel that i've had fear and this is quite common for business people especially successful business people this is like you just hide it there's no fear you know and it might be but we don't feel it and i didn't feel it back then and when uh, one of my colleagues asked me so there should be something what are you really afraid of and i said if i'm honest that there is no air i can breathe there is no water i can drink and that i'm an, uh, i'm not aware of myself you know uh, and uh, this this was then the base for our foundation uh, purpose. Uh, but actually, after that, when I had time and I did recapitulation, I saw that there were actually fears, but I just didn't want to face them back then. And in that moment, this was good, you know. But of, of course, 
you know, if you remember, I discussed before the flux you, you have to have to manifest and our manifestation was huge. So the flux had to be really huge, really wide. Um, there, of course, there were those stones. And if I remember, there was one that, uh, that, that I was angry if, I, I, if I, I, if I lost control over some situations, you know, in, in, in the projects or there were some challenges and I was not prepared for them and so on. And I was thinking, I didn't do it, but I was thinking to put on the, 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 the cap, you know, the golf cap, and to just uh, put the stone to, to hang in front of my nose to remind me, you don't need to be angry, don't be angry. But the thing that really solved me back then was the theory I developed about limiting beliefs, that we only have two to three limiting, core limiting beliefs. And I was aware of all of them. So I knew that if, it, if I was angry, it was about my control because I didn't have the control. And deep down, it's connected with the feeling of being safe. And I was able, whenever I was angry, I was able to feel this feeling and to release it just in like in a few seconds, you know, to feel it, to release it and to replace it with the feeling of being safe. It helped me a lot because I didn't have time to go to, to different healings and therapeuts and so on because I just worked, you know, all the time. Uh, but this, this theory I developed before we found it out itself really helped me a lot during, uh, during these hard situations because I knew they didn't help me. They didn't That's help powerful. me. That's powerful. Um... Now I'm curious, what are the other two? Uh, then the one is to be cramped. So feeling of not being safe and to fly. Uh, and this is, this is interesting because it's about this, again, the inner feeling. But let's say whenever I had to pack my suitcases and I had to do it like sometimes every week back then, also now, but now it's a bit better, I really suffered. Though I did it then in 20 minutes, because I did it so often, and I knew what to put and to fly, I always suffer. And because of this feeling, again, this is inner feeling. It was not a big deal to just to put my some clothes and personal stuff into the suitcase, but the inner feeling, because it was like a situation, now you have to do it in like, like in one or two suitcases, you know? And it, it was funny when, when we were rebuilding the, the house, and the new kitchen was much bigger than the old one. But I had night, night traumas, night dreams, when I was dreaming that there is just not enough space to put all my like, kitchen stuff uh, into, the, into a new kitchen. Now it's getting better. Now, but, but let's say, and then one friend was with me here, and she said, what's wrong with you today? And I said, I'm fine. No, 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 you're different. I haven't seen you like this ever before I, I have to pack today so I feel it I don't feel good I'll do it I know I do it I'll manage it but I just don't feel good so that's everything's okay don't worry and she said oh my god <laughs> you know and then the third one is humiliation hmm. for me it's, ne it's never about oh he doesn't love me she doesn't love me oh she doesn't accept me it's 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 always 
how he would humiliate me so hard. So hard. And it's again, when I hear myself, I say, oh, it's again here. It's not about him. It's not about her. It's about me. And when and because these are core limiting beliefs, usually it's not just it's not it's not possible to clean them like hundred percent, you know. Then we did some research with my friends, and let's say people that work on them on themselves, let's say in the age of 40, 50, and they are aware of of uh, their personal growth, they can do it, let's say in around 60 to 80 percent. People that don't do anything, they just live, and the life, you know, uh, uh, gives them lessons. Gives them lessons. They do it around twenty percent. So they actually, for those forty to to sixty, they their suffering is bigger. They suffer more because when we heal it, we suffer less, and we have more energy to create. Right, and like you said, actually all of the creation externally starts within so if we manifest something or, or we notice something externally some some kind of a conflict or something is not working out when it comes to career or business or whatever it is then we always have to go inward first and foremost to 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 investigate what's going on inside like am i am i not validating myself am i not approving myself am i not loving myself enough if i don't get to to let's say maintain a, a healthy relationship with a partner then perhaps i don't have a healthy relationship with myself first so it's always a reflection of our internal well-being uh projected into into our external environment um i'm curious also you you said that you you didn't have fear as an entrepreneur so i'm really curious if that has always been who you were this entrepreneurial, fearless, with, with, you know, this very spot-on mindset type of person, or did you develop that mindset over time? For sure, I developed a lot, but still I had that uh, leadership or entrepreneur, um, how to say, gift that, that I got since I was a kid. Uh, I organized events when I was in a grammar school and so on. So for me, this was this was like very natural. And uh, when I checked my astrology chart with my astrologer, she said I was a very successful businessman in my past life, and that's why for me this is this was so easy. Uh, and for for uh, there are for sure other things when I have to put. A bit more, more, more effort to be successful. Like let's say this manifestation. Mm. Awesome, awesome. So my last question um, that I would like to ask you is about relationships because you work with your uh, high school sweetheart and you live with your high school sweetheart, and you know it's it's a beautiful and a very close relationship that you have and that is uh, not very easy to navigate uh, to some people at least so um you know when it comes to living life through this lens of 
manifesting amazing things and feeling good and and really balancing things out and 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 being at the higher state of being and so on um what i personally have realized that sometimes when we have that purpose in mind and we have um, goals that we have set for ourselves when it comes to let's say either business or career then we think oh but I, I, I am not ready for a relationship because it's going to distract me or it's not safe to be in a relationship because it might kind of interrupt my path and it might kind of take me off my path and, and, and disrupt everything that I'm doing right now and I, I can't afford that so now you as as being in a, in a beautiful relationship with your husband and being able to kind of make it all work as a family as a as an individual also on on your own how do you make it work how do you navigate through through all of these amazing things that you're doing on a daily basis um yeah how do you make it your make your relationship work yeah i have to disappoint you (laughs) (laughs) because i got divorced yeah yeah unfortunately uh but still we are friends and we still work together on all projects let's say tonight we had a discussion until 2 a.m discussing how to solve certain issues uh in the on the projects in a team and so on but uh let's say last year we decided that on a personal level we are not together anymore it was not an easy decision uh but it was my really very important wish to stay and work together because the purpose we have was and still is so noble. And that's actually really the most important thing in my life. But on the other side, I can answer the question uh, uh, The question again. For us, there was never an issue working together. Because people always say, oh, I can't work with my partner. I can't spend the whole day with him first in, uh, in, the, in the job and then after job at home. Uh, for us, it always worked much better than when we didn't work together. Because 10 years in between, we didn't work together. And we were much more successful when we worked together. That's why we decided to still work together. Because we... Um, um, we're so compatible in values and in, uh, let's say, ex- expertise we share that it's a winning formula, you know. Right. So even though it was a difficult decision, yeah. it was for the better for both of you. And I think this is also something that so many people get into this uh, stuckness of being with someone just because it's been so long or just because it's convenient or just because like just because and oftentimes that comes down to because they're afraid that they will not meet the right person after they they step away from that relationship that didn't really fulfill the needs that they internally had or maybe they didn't even identify what those needs were and they were like why am i not so happy and fulfilled in this relationship i don't even know people don't even question that like why don't i feel good in my relationship and then they get stuck and then they just perpetuate and 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 live this life out of fear not wanting a change not liking a change and they shrink in their flux and it, it affects the everything in their life 
Exactly, exactly. And and that also reminds me of Abraham Hicks video that I just saw recently, exactly about that, that um, oftentimes we, we think that, oh, there will be this specific person that we want or specific person that is coming our way. But really, if we focus on just feeling good and prioritizing our stability, emotional stability, a peace of mind, and, and focusing on what brings us joy and doing everything we can to enjoy life, then it doesn't matter if the person will show up and whoever will show up will be awesome. And that's something that people are so clinging onto, like, I want that or I want that specifically. No, just be free. Just enjoy whatever it is that you're facing in that moment. Yeah, if you are in that emotional state there will be actually many of them coming and uh let's say manifesting the exact persons it's not ethical mm. exactly exactly so thank you so much for this incredible conversation so many amazing nuggets that you have shared with us today um how can people listeners of the redefining success podcast can find you uh what would you like to share with them um and uh any any final notes from your side yeah they can always visit our website uh remina.com r-e-e-m-i-n-a.com uh this is um the official website of uh, remina academy we are just launching a new website so end of may we'll share majority of our knowledge online for free for everyone uh, there is also a website login5.org uh, our foundation website and links to all other projects i would like to share with them one um let's say it's not it's not even affirmation it's a sentence or a true sentence I got in, in my one of my meditations that only the love is light, and if there is no light, it's darkness. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for your energy, for your time, for your presence, for all of your insights, and all the best with all of your amazing projects and uh in life overall speak to you very soon yeah thank you very much for your invitation and i wish you the same and all the listeners the same if you find this episode and the entire podcast helpful please share it with people who will benefit from it and by doing so you will contribute to making the world a happier place thanks and speak to you in the next episode